episode All six. Right. Episode six. Back again, Paul and Ryan, your co-hosts, with another special guest, Jason Fox, the Ratchet God himself, JFK of the Ratchet Gods, sitting down with us, episode six of The Cod. Give them a few words about yourself. Let the people know who you are. Yeah, I'm JFK of the Ratchet Gods. Uh, I'm from, I hail from Philly, Philadelphia, PA. Um, you know, I'm one third of a, of, a, of a producing team, sound designing team. Um, we, we are more so in a sound designing team. Like we're just like able to make sounds for producers that are like you know, up and coming or that's out there and just you know, make the sound sound as you know, crazy as possible. Um, I'm currently stay, you know, staying out here in LA, and, uh, just just up in the level, man. Just taking the level to next, you know, step. You know. So, um, you know. And you just got a placement with Crit, you said? Yeah, like, yep, that's that's the newest one. Um, I did a, you know, my my track record is, uh, you know, Nicki Minaj. Um, I did a song with. Um, Taylor Parks, she's uh, Ariana Grande's, you know, songwriter, best friend. Okay. That's, that's, um, you know, so I had a prince. Um, I did No Dope on Sunday when I was doing the big trick coming up. And I think I have another one coming up too, but I don't want to speak on that before. What, um, I guess before we get into your background and how you came up, um, for producers right now who are looking to get those placements, do you have any advice for how how uh, producers, I guess, who are really just working for local guys right now, how they break into that next next tier of artists? It's crazy because it's a whole new like it's, it's I guess the, the standard work ethic is the is the best way to you know, do um, constant work is you know, it, you'll get better at it. But the thing is with today, everything is social media based, you know, so you can get more music to, you know, people. But the only problem is there is, you know, uh, everybody coming out with music. Everybody yeah. with them. So there has to be kind of a way that you can uh, filter out what the, the quality over quantity because everybody's just dropping stuff, you know. So it's like, what do we, you know, how do we know which artist is really coming out or which artist to look out for? You can actually self-produce anybody and be big that way now. You know, it's not like you have to send it to a major label executive and you know, have them approve of you. You can actually do these things yourself and be, you know, pretty successful from it. So um, I would say just keep going, like, as far as, you know, like invest in yourself, make sure that you upgrade your, your equipment, make sure you upgrade your software, uh, networking, make sure you, you, you know, your phone is, is lined up with all the, you know, the right names, all the people that can help you get to somewhere, make sure that you're able to offer your services, you know, because they like people who can, you know, give as well as receive. Um, make sure that you, you know, that you, you're constantly you know, putting money to the side for yourself because this this eats money. This this eats money. You know, it's, it's it's a job that you have to invest in yourself. But the rewards are, are big. You know, it's a it's a 
it's a hard struggle, but when you get, you know, when you get your foot in, it's, you know, pays off. How'd you uh, start producing? Uh, um, I was actually, so <laughs> I was in this ship with, uh, with Paul, man. Like, uh-huh. And when, uh, when I was in the Navy, like, I would not, you know, I would be making beats on the laptop, you know, for the, for the homies and everything, and it didn't click on, you know, to me not to be doing this for real, but, like, everybody was telling me, like, why are you, you know, on the ship? Why are you doing, you know, the Navy? You should be, you know, making beats for artists. And I never took that, like, into consideration that it could be a possibility. So, you know, I, you know after I left out, I got to the, um, you know, I got back to Philly, and we did this, this, uh, it, was, it was a showcase for producers called iStandard. I did that back in 2009. And the, you know, the chances of me winning were slim. I thought I was going to, you know, be like, dead last or like not even be heard of you know. but I did this uh, record that was a uh, sample from the Price is Right and when I played that like everybody went nuts and I won that so I was like okay maybe I'm you know pretty good at making beats you know right. hopefully I can do you know something with this so I kept that going um I went to Full Sail. Remember you, Paul? You remember uh, 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 a dude named Ron Dixon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ron Dixon, like, we, yeah. So uh, he put me onto his full uh, Full Sail. University. Yeah, Full Sail University in Orlando, and I went down there, and then I just met like a whole bunch of people who had the same mindset, way like 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 smart people, like geniuses at this stuff, man. Like, I'm just like like in awe about how smart these people are about their business and how far behind I was because I'm thinking, you know, making beats is the the majority of it. Like that's all you have to do. It's so much more into this game than just, you know, making a beat on your computer. If it was just that, then everybody would you know, do it. But it's right. so much more into the business side of things. And that's what this school is teaching me. Like the business side of things, how to, you know, deal with the artists, uh, how to uh, uh you know, properly mix your records because I I wasn't even mixing my records. All I was doing was just making a beat and just sending it out. And like it would be, <laughs> I listen to them things now. It's, it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> you have to start somewhere. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. You got sure. to keep working. Like some people, you know, was able to pick it up quicker than me because I just thought it was. I thought it was. You know, like I thought it was the shit at one point. You know with all those dirty mixes, but all those bad mixes. And then I listen to them again and I'm like, no, this is terrible. This is terrible. You know, but right. now, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that how I, how I stepped up, you know, I'm glad I, I did put in the work. I'm glad I was able to, you know, learn how to mix and learn how to clean my sound up and learn how to do these things. And it got me, you know, major placements. It got me into, you know, into crowds. It got my phone, you know, listed with celebrities and, 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 you know, people in my you know, contact list, like, it's just like, this is where I'm supposed to be, you know. But before, if I would have, if I would have made beats the way I did back then, you know, I would have never been here. Like, I would have never gotten anywhere <laughs> close. Hey, come on now. You, you see RZA, he got a, he got a far away with unmixed beats. <laughs> RZA was a pioneer. And like, he can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't recreate that. Right, right. 
he had a dirty sound, you know, but that was all analog gear too. Like he yeah, yeah. like, you know, stuff that it, even if it was unmixed, it still sounded like, you know, it wasn't overdone. Yeah. Like, my stuff was overdone and unmixed. So yeah. It was loud black blaring horns and I had like strings going everywhere and I was like, I was just doing too much and the artist couldn't do anything. Hey, organized chaos, man. Organized chaos. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Right. I just, you know, I just got better at it because I realized that it's not about the beat essentially. It's about the artist and you're trying to make the artist sound as good as possible. You know, do the soundscape for that artist. And if they don't, you know, if they can't hear the artist over your beat, then you're doing something wrong. So I just, you know, I took that mindset and just made sure that everything is, it still sounds good. Like, or still, like I can still put some, some beautiful chords in there, but just die it down, you know, so they can, um, they can, you know, listen to the artists. Right. What program did you uh, start out with? Oh, Studio 4. Fruity Loops? I think it was Fruity Loops. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Hey, Fruity Loops had everybody feeling like they were like top-notch producer. Like, man. Like, <laughs> right, right. Entry level, entry level. Hey, turn up the bass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow, like, I love FL Studio, man. Like, like it was it was so easy um, to use. And like I could just I didn't have to like have a keyboard or anything with you know, when I was in the ship, yeah. so all I would do is just plug and play, like just, you know, press buttons and then, you know, I made a beat and then it was, you know, the people on the ship, they were paying for it, like artists on the ship or like, you know, <laughs> rappers on the ship, they was paying for it, dog. Like, it was crazy. Making, I made some good money. I made, I made a couple stacks off of, off of uh, some, like, some sailors. So I was like, all right. So you were supplying the Navy with beats for real. Like, it, it that's how I found out. <laughs> it was like, you know, you do your normal your normal job, and then after that, you know, I would go make beats, and then we would, right. like, move up, like, somewhere, like, in the kitchen, or, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> Jason, you know what's crazy? I, I used to go down to, like, the lower V, and if everybody was listening, you don't know what the lower V is, the vehicle storage on a ship. And, uh, man, it'd be cats from deck in there just rapping. They got these beats blaring. I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm like, all right, that's decent. I was, I was like, who, where'd you get the beat from? He's like, oh, man, uh, Fox. Fox got us. I was like, oh, man, this dude. <laughs> that was fun, man. I, I love that. I love that. He's like, okay. I'm, um, like, hearing that was just, like, the, the first step, like, letting me know that I actually may be, may be able to do this, you know. And it just, you know, it was just overall confidence building, you know, like, if, if I didn't have the Navy, you know, the guys telling me that I could do it, I probably would have been still in the Navy, honestly. Right. I was like, you know, we was getting paid to be out in Japan. Like, hey, come on, man. I, I, I see. So, so you moved from Philly to LA. So, uh, on one of our uh, previous episodes, we had Jams the Flavor Child, who's, who's doing this thing right now. He, he actually went to LA uh, as well. Um, from a producer standpoint, because he gave us the artist side, right? From a producer standpoint, what's the difference between the East Coast versus West Coast when it comes to music? Maybe resources? I don't know. Right now, it's a. I would say, like for the East Coast, especially like now, it's it sounds like it's developing that pop smoke sound. Like this recent, like you know, it's, it's a beat is is got this weird uh, swing to it. 
like I, I, I like it. It's like this snare is 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 like delayed in a in a, in a measure, you know. Uh, so it it comes later than than your standard for you know four on four beat or uh, you know. So it's like I don't know how to how to explain that that type of beat that they're doing. Like Brooklyn that, drill, the drill beats. kind of it's like a, a it's it's so grungy though like we we have a we have a, a dirtier sound like we're more violent and like <laughs> like it, it it's it gets like we can't escape like for some reason the, the, right that, that dirty sound but yeah but with that as well we have a lot of talented musicians as well i think man i think like philly has a very uh, effective group of musicians um same with Chicago, same with uh, Detroit, same with Brooklyn. Um, and L.A., with their sound, they have, you know, like the top of the top musicians over there. Like, that's their difference. It's like their their production, you know, there's a group out here called 1500 and nothing. Mm-hmm. And they are amazing, man. They are absolutely amazing. You know, but they're like, um, it's, a, it's a more live sound over here. Uh, they have a slow bop, you know, like the, the, the drums are real crispy over here. Right. Um, they like, you know, I think because there's no, like the weather's always nice around here, they make yeah. nice beats. Like they're very chill. Like, that's the, I think, <laughs> I think our beats are like our weather, you know, out here is very chill, laid back. Mm-hmm. New York, you know, East Coast is very, you know, angry, you know, because you only get three months of summer. So you gotta yeah. get on your rage and all that stuff out, you know, in three months, and then it's back to cold weather. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So like out here, it's like it's, it's always like, nice. Man. It's, it's, right. It's, 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 it makes the laid back a beat type. Yeah. I, love that. I was gonna say it makes sense because you listen to uh, "Quiet Storm" by Mob Deep. The beat yeah. low key would sound like a quiet storm, a dreary day in New York or something. And it's just yeah, and it's just like they sound like they're up to something. They sound like yeah, like something going down. Yeah, out here it's like uh, you know you can have they have their gangster their you know, gangster music phrase is is amazing that, but like as far as everybody else, they're kind of like you know, chill. It's like laid back music, stuff that you can smoke to, you know, things that you can just you know relax and survive. So, yeah. right. how would you categorize your style or your sound? Man, now, like I, I still say, like very heavy key and chord, you know, progression based. Um, my drums, I just you know, I love taking uh, different drums and and getting uh, a, a different sound every time. But like, if I'm if if you're talking about my, I have a few uh, uh, departments of where my sound lies. So like, if I'm doing beats for like artists and they they have like a specific type of song that they want in mind and then I'm gonna just do that because it's like all right you call me in for a job you know I want to you know I want to work with you but you know if you have this specific song in mind let's try that out first if it doesn't work then we'll go with what I want to do you know but their their you know songs are usually like what's out on the radio right now and I'll you know I'll make that 
to the best of my ability, but it, it takes so little work to do. You know, it's like those those type of songs are like five minutes, and you don't really get to like get you know care about that 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 song when you make it like for the radio. Like that's how the Nicki Minaj song was. I did that song in five minutes. You know, like I was in a corner of my bed, like like my uh, my boy sent me uh, some drums. He was like, "Hey, yo, Nicki's you know, recording. Um, you wanna you know, you wanna add something to this?" And I'm like, "All right, cool." He's like, "Just think about Nicki and Gucci, both they say over this." And I'm like. I'm like, all right, cool. And I just played. And I just did that and some chords in the back for the hook. And then, you know, I sent it off and I'm like, all right, on to the next thing. I'm, you know, I wasn't even worried about that. I get a call mm-hmm. at night saying, Nikki's recording to this right now. I'm like, man, nah, you lying. <laughs> and like, wow. I'm like, that's, I'm like, that's not even you know, what, I, what I, you know, was expecting, but. It was cool to, to hear that, um, but that didn't, you know, I was kind of left a little sad because I didn't really put any effort into it. You know, it was only five, you know, five minutes of work, um, but that's it. Like, when it comes to my style, like, I love a lot of, like, big, you know, orchestra sounds. I love, like, beautiful sound, soundscapes. I love making stuff, you know, like, expand your imagination, you know, that's, that's that's great for me. That makes me feel like you know I'm doing this for me, you know, and doing this for uh, uh, like doing my purpose. But when I do it for other people and they want something you know, more industry standard, I can do it too. You know? So right, gotta be versatile. <laughs> man, like that's 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 the key. That's really the key for the game. You gotta be able to do what people want, but also not lose yourself. Who was your uh, first placement? How did you uh, kick off your, uh, I guess, your professional start? My first placement was Sai High the Prince. Uh, nice. On Sundays, I actually did the track No Dope on Sunday. Um, my friend Mark Bird, he hit me up and he was like, like no, actually, uh, his, his, uh, his other, like his partner, sent me a, a, a record and it was just this whole other beat it, was, it sounded like a Beatles uh, song like it sounded like like a, a Beatles sample and I couldn't even you know, name the sample of it but it was it was a very like 60-ish you know sample so I you know hey can you play something over this and so I played you know just a small section you know but it was like choirs uh, keys, organs, and like I did some sort of like a gospel chant, you know, like they're like hallelujah, praise like like type of stuff in a in a song, and then you know I got a call back like a few months later saying that because of what I did, they changed the song to fit that, you know, instead of that that sixty sound. So when I actually heard the song, it was everything that I had played, and then that was sampled through the whole song. Oh wow! And then, um, then it was sampled through the whole song, and then the um, it was cut off halfway, and then they let uh, I think it was a piano player that came in in the second half. It was me and um, uh, uh, Lex Luger that did that beat, and uh, and Mark Bird. You know? So it was you know I think Mark uh, Mark Bird and Lex Luger took off on the second part too. So yeah. But that was that was my first that was my introduction to like like 
hitting major placements. And then, you know, after that, that was me. I got the Nicki placement. And it was like, it was like, I got one for every year since 2016. So nice. like, I mean, <laughs> the goal is to get more than one, you know, per year. Mm-hmm. But right. it's like, you know, you never take for granted the ones that you got because like, even when I say I'm like not, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't happy getting, you know, the Nikki placement with the, the, the music that I put in, like the effort that I put into it, there, it felt like I could have done more, but it did well. Like it, it went platinum. And I was like, okay, I got a plaque for it. Well, I just wanted to do more for it. I was like, I was easily, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with what I did, but I, I love the fact that I got a Nikki placement. So. Yeah. Now, how, how did it feel when you got that plaque? Oh man, like I'll tell y'all right now, like it's 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 a it's a it's a <laughs> you gotta you gotta buy it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. So <laughs> the thing about that, like I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. I thought you had you know they sent it to you when it hit a million records sold. No, it's uh you gotta buy it. You know, the, and the more money you spend, the bigger the plaque is. So you know, I'm like. I'm Give me a small plaque because it's like yeah. $500. Like, Jeez. So how do they notify you? They reach out and tell you like, hey, this thing went platinum and here's your options or do you have to reach out and figure it out? So like with me, I found out on, uh, I found out on Nikki's page, uh, on Instagram page, that she posted mm-hmm. that, you know, that went platinum. And I was like, oh, shit. you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a platinum producer now, you know. So, okay, <laughs> that's cool. So, but yeah, when, when you find that out and it's RIAA certified, that's when you can go and make your purchase for your black. Uh, I was like, you know, it, it as you grow into this industry, you find out more and more like how much you have to do for yourself versus, you know, what you think everybody else kind of like the industry does for you. It's like not really that anymore. You kind of like have to do everything for yourself. Mm. Hey, the producers are like the unsung heroes, man. Like, you're not the you're not the front runner, right? You're not the artist, but you're the person who's actually putting it together to give people the sound that they want to hear, you know. And I, and I think that's that's interesting because a lot of people don't know that, right? They see they see the artists, but they don't, you know. Like you, you're certified as well. You're platinum certified as well. But everybody wants to be the artist, and that's that's the problem, you know. Like everybody wants to be. The, the somebody, you know, we all have that goal when we kids. Like, when I grow up and I get this, you know, when I get on, you're going to want to be my, you know, you're going to be around me, you're going to want to be around me. But that shouldn't be the, the case, you know, when you're somebody in the background. Like, all right, you know, I'm doing this for the street, you know, for the love of it. And, like, and you shouldn't want that kind of attention anyway. Because that attention is, is, you know, as good as it looks in public, there's some bad, you know, attention that comes with it. There's some real bad attention. Especially when you start getting money in public, like people, like you become a target. So I don't want you know any of that, <laughs> like that that type of that type of you know public knowledge. You know that whenever I put a placement out, you know I don't want people knowing that I got bread for that. Like a lot of bread for that. Like you need to know that. But when you're an artist, it's automatic. Like they start knowing who you are. You start getting uh, unwanted people around you. You know it, it's crazy. It makes you, you know, go insane. So, uh, so I, I'm just glad to add, like, this, this low-key. I'm glad to be an unsung hero. You know, I'm glad to be in that yeah. bag. Now, low-key, low-key, you're not even just the unsung hero for the artist, 
But nowadays, um, let me get your opinion on this. I think some producers are unsung heroes for other producers just through the sale of sound kits. And um, I have, I have some, um, I guess, experience with sound kits. I've downloaded sound kits and used them to make my own beats. And it feels great when you can use that and you can chop it up. But we know there's a lot of people who would just take those loops and throw it together. And now that's my beat. Even yeah. though your loop, your drum loop is from this person, your keys are from that person, the melody is from that person. I mean, I've seen you on your page sell some sound kids. So I guess, what do you think on that, on that aspect of the game now, that industry? I love it. I mean, I think, you know, there are people, we came in, we came in when it started getting hot with the you know, So like, that's where we made a lot of money. We made a lot of money doing sound kids. Uh, and it definitely gets like tricky with a lot of people because they, a lot of producers don't like, you know, putting out kits for, for free. I mean, not for free, but royalty free. And royalty mm-hmm. free when you, you know, when you buy this kit, you don't have any obligations to, you know, splice.com. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Fame, you know, like <laughs> uh, you don't, yeah, you don't owe any any producers any money after buying that kit. But the only problem is, you know, when you got that kit, you know, there are hackers who steal that kit and put it on their website, and now they're making a profit off the music, and you're not seeing a dime off of it. Yeah, because they got the kit, which is all part of the game. Like me and my team, you know, record guys, we joke about it. We say we made it now. When, Whenever we start seeing our kids on different pages, so we're like, okay, you you know, you've been good of us, good of us to steal from us. You know, if it was trash, I don't think we was going to steal it. So, <laughs> right. hey, it's funny that you uh, you, you guys are talking about sound kits because uh, us recently, you know, intellectual property, trademarks, copyrights, and things yeah. of that nature. And I, I'm sure that in, in the music game, especially you know what you're doing, producing, creating sounds, creating beats. Uh, that, that's a, how do you go about like making sure that you're compensated or making sure that your uh, creations are protected? Well, with as far as um, our kits, like we have deluxe kits and then we have um, you know regular ones. The regular kits, they you know it's royalty free. You know, you're going to you can, you can take it and you can use it for however you want. You know, that's 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 you know our gift to you. You know. You paid us already, so it's like we're getting we're getting our money now. When it comes to you know stuff that we're doing for like our deluxe kits, we break beat down you know the or the sample down into the actual samples that we put into the sample that we give you. So the actual instruments that we put in the sample, we give you that as well. But that isn't royalty. That's you know that's that's those are stems. Those are what go into a session and. Those are, you know, those require you to reach out and give us, you know, a percentage, you know, because these are like nobody else would get these. These are exclusive, you know, type kits. Um, so that's when, you know, that's when it becomes a little bit more in the interest for us. As far as music, like, like whenever I get a placement, um, I just make sure, like, I have all my paperwork taken care of. I have a great lawyer, you know, always lawyer up. Always make sure that you're represented. Um, you know, I have my BMI, you know, set up. I'm, you know, I have my publishing set up. You know, my LLC set up. You know, everything 
is is protected on, on my end. So like as as long as you know the artist comes out and they drop their music, it goes straight into my BMI. You know, I get the royalties you know, for that, and you know every quarter I get paid. Nice. Now, now there is a story I guess connected to the whole sound kit issue. Just recently, somebody had downloaded a kit from Splice. Um, they had made a beat, got a placement on the latest Bieber record. They heard their beat, and they were on Twitter salty because, hey, I got a placement, but I sold it royalty free, so it's not necessarily my placement. It's this other producer who's using my music, and he can't say anything because it's royalty free. Now, has that happened to you, or what do you think of situations like that? If it has, I don't know about it. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't. It's so many people coming out with music. It's so many people. So I'm yeah. sure there's a record out there with something that I did on it, but I wouldn't know because so much music out there. And it's like mm-hmm. that's what they bank on. It's like okay, even if I put out something with your with your sample on it, it, you know, the chances of you hearing it, you know, are slim because it's so much coming out. But if you get on a Justin Bieber record, well, everybody's going to that. You know, yeah. so that's like I would definitely put salt into. Like, I, would, I would be like. I'll be like, you put in the air every day. Right, yeah. You make sure you keep your eye on that one. Those royalties are... Man, bro, you know what I'm talking about? Fun fact. So, you know the... the, the, the Old Town Road? Yeah. So, (laughs) the guy who produced that, Young Rio or Young Young Keo? Keo. Yeah. Yeah. His, his first royalty check off that thing. Wow. Seven figures, bro. Mm. <laughs> Come on. Like, One lump sum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 that's just the first quarter, you know, like, of his, like, there's more after that, you know? Like, he's going to be, he's set. You don't even have to make another record, man. Like, that's, <laughs> right. that's the type of, you know, thing you want to do. Like, you want to be able to put something out like that where, you won't have to, you know, you'll never start again unless you're just terrible with money. You know, and that's, you know, he's, he's set. He's set. Right. I mean, with the song that, that just went diamond. Like, but that's, you know, I think that was another thing. He, um, they got that, that, uh, that sample, you know, for very cheap. And then it paid off. So he did it. He did the business the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with uh, Designer Panda. I think that's, that's, that beat was, was, you know, sold for very cheap. Yeah. I think they didn't get the royalties, you know, until later. I think it was like handled later, but you know, before it would have been like just a cheap beat. And then the song went, you know, crazy. Double I think it was triple platinum or something like that. Mm. You know, Probably diamond by now. Probably. Like, yeah. like that's almost crazy. Used on Kanye's album too. Yeah. Here, Need those checks. Gotta have them. Now how does um how does how has uh, COVID kind of influenced your uh, workflow this year? Uh, big time. Because I came out here before it hit, you know, with the it, it hit me, you know, where I thought, thought that I came out here with this whole, you know, life changing aspiration. It was going to be, you know, I had everything lined up, you know, had artists on deck, placements, you know, about you know guaranteed records that was going to be, you know, smashes and. and artists were going to COVID, but once um, COVID hit, it put, uh, you know, 
a stop to studio sessions, um, people meeting, you know, meeting outside of like Zoom sessions. And it just like, it wasn't the same. Like you can't link up the artists like that because we don't want to get each other sick in this close quarters in those studios. Like I think I did one session and it was like, we were all, you know, cause the room was big enough to, to hold us. Right. We were all in very, you know, distant part of the room. And we couldn't, you know, like, it, it, it worked, but it didn't feel the same. It wasn't like that, that you know, that natural vibe that you get, like, especially with it on your mind all the time. Like, you're just, like, trying to communicate with these people, but you're kind of worried at the same time what's going on. Like, you don't want to, you know, suffer the, you know, the, from the loss of the economy. The, you know, people get sick. It's so much on people's mind right now. Everybody's on the edge. You know? Yeah. Like, I was just having this talk with my friend Cadence, you know, Dr. Cadence, she's, I don't know if you know her, she's, she's major, she's a major songwriter, this, you know, it's uh, 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 Blackest King, um, mm-hmm. she did that, you know, she did, um, you know, Ariana Grande's uh, Seven Rings and uh, Thank You Next, like, so, you know, she's major, but I was just talking with her yesterday, and she was like, you know, like, it's super, it's super edgy right now, everybody's anxiety, it's, um, it's, it's the racial tension with everybody on top of the COVID things, not just, you know, if it was just COVID, I think we could be, we could, we could get through it, you know, a little bit more easier, but with the racial tension on top of that, uh, things were happening with kids and ICE, it's, it's, it's so much all at once, 2020 is kicking, <laughs> it's, it's kicking up right now. But. Absolutely. Hey, y'all. Well, I was gonna say on that note, uh, justice for Breonna Taylor, justice for Elijah McClain. Thank you. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't even think we even have to ask. I was gonna say, how is the uh, climate in LA, just with uh, protests and whatnot? But I feel like we already understand. Yeah, yeah it was. It was it, it, when you're out here, like it's um, when I when it first went down and everybody was like on these streets going crazy. It was overwhelming to see how much love, you know, Black Lives, you know, meant to people. Because like on all the storefronts and you know on all the boulevards, it's like Black Lives Matter, you know, on their on the on the stores, like actually you know on the boarded up stores that were like you know that had to leave for COVID, you know, that shut down for COVID. But they boarded up their doors and it was like we love Black Lives, you know, and just just all up and down these streets, and I'm like. Man, that's beautiful, bro. That's so yeah. beautiful. You know, and how much anger there is. But you also, like, if you go out there, like, it's just like seeing so much love that I don't think I've ever seen that much love, you know, poured out for us. And you can see how they try to dismantle it. Yeah. Us. But we, I remember, you know, seeing all that love for us. And like, I just don't want them to try to uh, separate that, you know, or try to make the, the whatever's going on with the Antifa, you know, all the people who have different agendas. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, no worries. We got uh, a little bit more than a minute. Um, I guess just to wrap up, what do you have uh, moving forward? What can we expect in the future from you, from Ratchet Gods? We have a project coming out, a road trip. That's going to be, you know, strictly creative. Like, it's going to be, it's not like, like, radio singles stuff. Like we wanna have, you know, of 
or trap drums and, and, and you know, the stuff that, that you're familiar with. But we want to get real weird with it. Like, this, it it's, it's, it's time, you know, now to like kind of break, you know, from what you're just used to hearing. Like, that's what I, you know, the goal is, is to, you know, try to get you to a point where you love music and, and not just, you know, your singles. It's like these are things that are going to be, you know, that you, stuff that you remember. Because I think music right now is at a point where we just hear it and it's gone. Hear it and it's, mm-hmm. gone. You know, it's, it's forgettable. It's disposable. So we're just trying to keep something, make something that you can actually keep in your mind for a while, you know. Um, but yeah, that's the newest thing that we're working on. Oh, also working on this project, uh, or we got this project out with an artist named Paulie X. 